There's a sign on Rudolf Hucker's dressing room that says, popped out, back next week. So the crew have decided to hold auditions to take his place at the prestigious lectern, giving the series of bled talks, named after his propensity for self-damage. Outside Studio 5, there's a queue of people clutching copies of the script, all muttering to themselves, rehearsing the all-important phrases such as, good evening, for the mug. Um, what does this button do? Oh, not what I thought. Oh, well, no one's going to notice another scene. The latest candidate steps forward. A red light illuminates. Uh, though that could just be Wanda's opening for business. And a voice says, Our mics are live. Oh, booker, I've got red on me. Good evening, good evening on this special Green Room night. We are without Rudolf Hucker this evening, but I'm Harry Balzac and we'll bravely plough on and see if our chip bits register 10,000 sentences each during the show. It's what he would have wanted. With me tonight is a lady who could charm the hind legs off a donkey. It's the return of Wilma Fingerdoo. Good evening, everyone. It's lovely to be back. And with Rudolf away, I get the comfy care. Stop saying the comfy chair, all you old people. Next to Wilma is someone who'd gnaw the hind legs off a donkey and then deep fry them. It's the apology officer, Mia Harkness. Oh, thank you. I, I think. I would say it's nice to be back, but A, I haven't been anywhere, and B, well, you know, I'm only here because of my community service. Moving swiftly on, it's the man who'd talk the hind legs off a donkey, then buy it a pint afterwards. It's Wank Air. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the muted, seamless wank air. Yeah. You know what I did? I unmuted it and I clicked the thing going, I'll mute it. Oh. Anyway, good God. evening, astute lip denizens of the galaxy. It is I, your lip weasel leader and spokesperson. Handlebar moustache, spokesperson. Get it? Mm. Neither did I. But please yourselves. And on the other side of Juan, the person who could wallop the hind legs off a donkey, then fricassee them in her pan. It's the wonderful Norma Snockers. Good evening, everyone. Tonight's special is Donkey Surprise. I definitely surprised that bugger when he tried to nibble my dahlias. All of which only goes to show. And we move inexorably from donkeys to asses. It's time for the news. Hutton's School of Ninja fails to impress Ms. Velasquez. Alex Zuno's bounty runneth over. If you see Flossie, don't look her in the eye. If you want a community event, it pays to plan ahead. Rampay's message outrage. Hot property at the hot property. Get it while it's hot. Another war? You cannot be serious! 
You're never far from a community event. The Hutton School of Ninja has had yet another outing this week with a field trip by Commanders Rampage, Infinite Dreamer, Vantian and Deadmeat GF. Their coursework was to accomplish a series of covert heists, managing to insert contaminants, disrupt production and generally do bad things to factions in the name of proving that they're capable of being super naughty Hutton truckers. And in the process, qualifying for access to Ms. Terra Velasquez. Engineer and gatekeeper for further engineers, including the ageing but enormously competent Odin Geiger. These six systems, these six missions, required the infiltration of a series of settlements, the disabling of all alarm systems, and then the successful completion of access to industrial equipment, disrupting production on site. With a series of silenced weapons, a side order of night vision augmentations to their helmets, and a plan, the Hunt and Heist team scoured mission boards in an anarchic system hunting for suitable targets. With Commander Flossie acting as camera person and spare backpack for hire, just in case anything important was left lying around, the team made their way to the first base. With Commander Vantian taking up an overwatch position with a silenced plasma rifle on the roof, Dead Meat and Rampage made their way to a nearby terminal with an e-breach kit working hand-in-glove to avoid the security. Finding the building containing the security alarms, they discreetly made their way to the door. There were two options. One, covertly scan a passing guard, sneak in, wait till no one was watching and then turn them off. Or two, assassinate someone with the right security clearance, cut into the security control room and do the necessary. Being Hutton truckers, they chose option three, which involved blasting everything in sight and running like mad before the alarms went off. Inevitable, really, as a routine stop and search on dead meat turned up a bounty of galactic proportions, and before the guard could activate the alarm, he needed a bit of sleepy time, courtesy of some silenced weaponry. The first heist went off without a further hitch. Okay, other than one of the commanders being so mesmerised by the data port in the Agri building that despite repeated attempts to punch him out of the way, he needed ejecting from the group and then, after apologies, allowed back into the team. Five more of these heists all completed successfully. The number of bases liberated of their liberally loot left lying around and not an inconsiderable bounty racked up by the team, and they retired to a nearby station to submit their application to Ms. Velasquez and hopefully a B-minus from the examiner. With space being ever so big, and comms taking a long time to traverse the blackness of space, they were more than happy to await their certificates until the next day. Which didn't arrive. Contacting the examining authority, they provided proof of their skullduggery, including the sizeable boundaries on wanted posters, a few backpacks full of loot, and the good word of Commander Flossie that these Hutton truckers had indeed been very naughty indeed. Agent Icaros was soon in touch. A federal dropship with blacked out windows, some dark glasses and a sharp black suit and tie combo definitely marked the agent as working for the Pilots Federation Crime Division. They investigated the logs and stated that the examination was not allowed to contain any conferring and wasn't in fact a group project and the task had been intended to be carried out solo. 
rather incensed that their perfect PWP antics were a prime example of exactly how the very best heist should be run, and bringing along a collection of 20th and 21st century DVDs, including The Sting, Ocean's 11 and 12, not 13, that one was rubbish, The Italian Job, and its many times sequel, The Imperial Job, Heat, Hudson Hawk, and of course the collected heists of Pinky and the Brain. They petitioned that PWP heists should also be re recognised as legitimate. Agent Icaros studied this information from behind their dark glasses. Face expressionless before confirming that these truckers had indeed been suitably naughty and providing a letter of introduction to Ms. Velasquez, stating that, despite appearances to the contrary, filthy truckers make expert safecrackers and robbers and should be allowed in this case to access extended engineering. Our oft-mentioned friend Alex Zunum, partner in crime prevention with Volcarius, scourge of pirates everywhere and galactic champion at the ladies, excuse me, I've just destroyed your ship, has broken another record. That for the largest single bounty claim and sent to and sent Antarius Fusion's hamsters into a spin. And not just because their cages are fitted with little wheels. The helper's bucket just wasn't big enough, you see. After all, Who'd ever got more than 2,147,483,648 in a single claim? Who did the nerve to hang on to those lovely bounties knowing that at any moment the ship could be destroyed and that all that hard work could go for nothing? Just so that they could create a weekly total at will solely for the amusement and astonishment of Hutton Orbital Radio's listener. Well, Alex, three shredded wheat for breakfast, Zuno did. As any regular listener will know, Alex Zuno and Vulcarius have a methodology that allows them to create any total they require for bounties, and it's documented at inv.space forward slash elegance forward slash. Now, banish any thoughts from your disbelieving heads that this is in any way cheating. Oh no, this is hard work, dedication, and a ship engineered and kitted out just so, coupled with great skill, great determination, and a great deal of time. And remember, you can see how it's done at inv.space forward slash hunter forward slash. Alex, who was gracious enough to inform us as soon as she'd realised what had happened, and on Tuesday night, Antares Fusion, working with a specially bred set of nocturnal hamsters, replaced the buckets with brand new, much bigger ones. And the message? There. She'll never overfill these. As for us, we'd never bet against the strength of will and sheer bloody-mindedness that is at the heart of trucker kind. And we can't wait to see what dizzying heights Alex reaches, or indeed, what she intends to do when she has gathered every last credit that the galaxy holds. By Galtwit, perhaps? It's official. Flossie wasn't a pacifist by choice. We've always thought of Flossie as being a gentle soul, hiding from pirates and Thargoids alike, content to ship modicums of cargo from place to place, or transport passengers with a cheery, don't forget to tip your driver, at the end of the trip. Also, we know that Flossie uses her empty heart points as a place to store her excess knitting wool, and maybe, just maybe, just a small hip flask to keep out the cold. So imagine our surprise. In a recent interview, the five times winner of the Me? 
oh no, I never shoot anything, I haven't got any guns award, confessed that the only reason she didn't shoot anything in her spaceship is that she's useless at shooting. Flossie admitted, in front of witnesses, that she can't do the flying equivalent of rubbing her tummy and patting her head, which is, of course, steering the ship and shouting, DIE SCUM! at the top of your lungs whilst confetti-fying them with tungsten-jacketed death. Whilst we think this is a ruse, and that watching an anonymous ship explode at a distance was not enough to satisfy her loss for blood, she needed to see, see the look on their faces as their vision filled with the red mist. I am loving the ground combat, she told our reporter, whilst looking over his shoulder, eyeing an innocent scientist that was rumoured to be in possession of a Class 3 ID, quietly unshouldering her rocket launcher and slipping off the safety. We hear rumours that no settlement is safe anymore and that you're carrying a power regulator at night at your peril. Base personnel have refused to hang around on street corners any longer to offer missions. And whilst Flossie strides down the Central Avenue, all that can be heard is the opening of storage lockers and cries of, Get your own! She's coming! Before the locker doors slam shut and in the silence, there's just the sound of tumbleweed the occasional whimper and the reassuring clack of another rocket lap round being chambered. It has come to our attention that unlike my community events diary, the people who run the new shiny one from the Pilots Federation don't like to do anything in a hurry. Any new event can start no sooner than seven days from now, whatever your own personal now is. Not just on the seventh day hence, but after exactly seven times 24. That's 168 hours away. If you've got an event that starts early, better make sure you put in the request early, or else your event won't make it onto the calendar. For example, this show starts at 2030 BST-ish. And therefore, the earliest that you could put the start time of a new event would be 2030 BST next Thursday, or rather a few minutes later than that, given that this time isn't the first news item. Why the need for the delay, you ask? Well, we don't know. Of course, some events, like expeditions to the other end of the galaxy with hundreds of pilots and an interesting schedule, would require a great deal of planning, and you'd hope that a week's notice isn't too much to expect, but pilots like to be spontaneous. What if you wanted to arrange a get-together for this weekend? Of course, I don't have this limitation. As long as I get the info before the show, I'm happy to include it. We suspect that the Pilots' Federation are being cautious, giving themselves time to review events before they take place. Otherwise, it's possible that the Wet One, Cockermouth and Bell End squadrons might try to sneak onto the calendar, not to mention Sandy Balls, Licky End, Lowerswell or Twat, all of which they claim are named after places on that island that used to be off the coast of France. It's possible, of course, that the person who has to transcribe the details from the request form onto the pretty calendar has run out of the right colour ink, or is trying to check the spelling of the long words. 
But we suspect that they prefer a quiet life and reckon that most commanders won't remember to out their requesting time, saving the calendar operatives a job. Pity poor Rampage. He's not the first person to go a bit red in the face for getting caught having a cucumber in the wrong place, and we're sure he won't be the last. But we're assured that this is not as embarrassing as the famous incident that involved a gerbil, a space vacuum and a mint McStiffy, with a pilot who wants to remain anonymous, and of course would never reveal his name, just as long as the payments keep coming in. Anyway, Rampage. He sent a plea to the Pilots' Federation about the fact that engineer Yarden Bond appeared to have taken offence at something he'd said, or maybe Hanky had started a scurrilous rumour about Rampage's behaviour that had meant she was ghosting him. Suspicious about possible euphemisms in Rampage's message, such as, I'm hoping you could have a word, please, and ask her to open her doors again, and tell her I promise not to mention my suggestions for engineering the Dominator suit, the terribly nice person at the Pilots' Federation, Commander Luna, asked for clarification and became somewhat flustered when Rampage mentioned that he'd also lost access to Odin Geiger. He works behind the counter, but um tish. And that, and I quote, I can't screw them. And then sent unsolicited pics to poor Luna. Security forces, including several unfed Momus box spaniels, were dispatched to Rampage's dungeon, or ship as he pretends it's called, to apprehend the libertine before he could infect anyone with his wanted ways or indeed any intimately transmitted diseases that he might be harbouring. As his airlock door was forcibly opened in a direction that the designers never intended, using the big key, the authorities found a nervous Rampage squeaking, It wasn't me! It wasn't me! and attempting to show his datapad, which showed that the message should have read, blocked instead of shag, and blaming his auto-cucumber. Apparently this is a spelling corruption option, not a vegetable that's used in roleplay by greengrocer fetishists. Eventually, after several cups of calming tea that Rampage swore was chamomile, and some interestingly flavoured brownies, the authorities departed to leave Rampage looking desperately for some snacks, and wondering who'd sneak the Docker's spellchecker onto his phone. Hutton's Hot Shop, the hot property, has in recent days completed a stock take of items that fell off the back of a Type 6 and opened its doors to truckers far and wide in order to give them access to some of the more rare collected materials. With truckers busy on a day-to-day -day basis, doing everything from assisting the Paladin Consortium in a war, cleaning up the mess in Hutton Systems, exploring washing their hair, staring into the long, long distance and wondering if Hutton was in that direction. There's little time for finding the latest and hilarious cat videos, or those weapon schematics showing which end of the weapon should be pointed towards the enemy. The hot property is being regularly stocked with these, and everything from genet generic, uh, genetic data culinary recipes, cocktail recipes, oh, and of course, classic entertainment, and a wealth of rather sordid smear campaigns from the Federation, most of which involve stories about Hudson, rubber sheets and farm animals, much of which is needed by engineers for a good laugh, and of course, to encourage them to help you. Stock levels are being regularly monitored, and Commander Vantian has published relatively up-to-date lists 
as well as being as buy orders for items that are missing from the stock. Anyone getting caught out taking the lot without making suitable d deposits, and we don't mean in cubicle three, will be fired out of the nearest airlock and their comfy lounge privileges removed. There will be regular buy day set up over the forthcoming weeks and all items will be placed in the wanted section and hunt truckers will be encouraged to do the full womble and drop off the things that they just find lying around the place for collection by future wombles and um, hunt truckers. The hot property, if you want it, we have it. Pop by, have a browse, and remember, there's a handy outfitter on the carrier to help you add that little bit of boom to your stick and a little bit more oomph in your personal shield. Current location is in the Ayabulu, and updates will be posted regularly in Hutton's Discord and Galbook pages. There are some things that are comfortably reassuring. Indicators that all is well and normal in the galaxy. Political strife and skullduggery in the Federation. Hanky and Rampage's hot and cold bromance. And yet another war with Sirius Corporation in Avic. Elsewhere, five systems are below 40%, but more on those stories coming up. On the back of four wars in four weeks and a pirate attack to top it all off last week, we find once again that we're at war with the Sirius Corporation in AVIC, leaving it on only 33%. Some folks just don't learn, do they? You know the drill, folks. Today was day one, so let's get this thing wrapped up quickly and show Lee Yong-ri once again that AVIC wants to stay Hutton. For a pleasant change, Barnard's star isn't our worst performing system, dragging itself up to the heady heights of 36%, the highest it's been for some time. As usual, a third of the system's influence has been tied up in an election that concluded today, and two other factions are suffering outbreaks, so all the influence is on the table, and there's an opportunity for improvement. The two Epsilons, Indy and Eridani, are slowly recovering on 38 and 39% respectively. Joining Epsilon Eridani on 39% is Ross671. Wolf 359, with two wars and a bust faction, has managed to drag itself on to 40. The outbreak in our newest system, Wolf 562, was cleared quickly in three days, so well done to the truckers that assisted in that. Last week, if you recall, Operation Jump to a Dump expanded us into the Acadia system. Gleefully, we observed that we were losing 2-0 and unfortunately took our eye off the system for a few days. When we looked again, we had an oh bugger moment when noticing that Hutton were 3-2 up. Despite intervention from a number of truckers, it was too little too late and Hutton had won the war 4-3 to stay in the system. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have four systems above 60% and none over 70. Priorities this week are if you want to truck something, boost influence in Barnard's star and in the Epsilons. If you want to shoot something, win the war against Sirius in Avic. Time now for the only Galactic Events Cut Diary where you hear from people actually taking part. This week it's the Nexus Exploration, Trip Omega, Does the Sun Still Rise in the East in the East? 
Explore the Core Infernal Expedition, The Lost Souls Expedition 3, and the latest adventure from the Buckyball Races. Links will, as always, be posted in Twitch chat and also in description of the YouTube upload. Commander Caboose has reported that there won't be any news of the beloved fleet carrier, the Gary Hogan, for a few weeks. He's been waiting to hear if he'll be able to move his hotbox assets across to the wonderful world of walking around. But in the absence of any definitive news from the Pilots' Federation, he's decided that the Gary Hogan and the no less important but less personally named Legacy of Dawn will have to depart without any internal fitting after all. So he's going to have to continue to use an upturned bucket as his captain's chair. Having made this decision to put timeliness ahead of comfort, he reports that the Gary Hogan hopes to be fueled and ready for deployment in a few weeks' time if all goes well and we'll report back as soon as we have any news. It appears that Trip Omega was going through just one of those phases. Commander Radium's feeling extra pleased about what's coming next. The third phase of Titan Contractor's Trip Omega expedition finally concluded on the 23rd of April after taking commanders across a fantastic sight-filled journey across approximately 31,000 light-years. Whilst this trip phase has now finished and brought the squadron to the human enclave of Oncolonia, the trip itself does not end there. We're happy to now reveal phases 4 and 5, with phase 4 starting on the 7th of May. In contrast to our initial journey, our last two phases will follow an exploration-focused journey, with our carriers stopping at specific points on the route for two days instead of stopping at specific points of interest. Upon concluding Phase 4, we'll reach Sagittarius A-Star, giving commanders many opportunities to explore uncharted surroundings and make their own discoveries. On the 14th of May, Phase 5 will encompass our return journey, visiting many beautiful nebulas on our way back to the bubble. We're excited to see what our commanders make of this journey so far. For more information, check out our website, join our Discord, and follow us on Twitter at, at con underscore feed. Fly safe! Commander of the Presence has decided to share the love and put one of the other expedition members under the spotlight. And so Commander the Huntsman has been asked to stand in front of the class and tell us what he's been up to in the Does the Sun Still Rise in the East in the East, Week 7. My expedition was nearly brought to an end this week due to the hunt for the elusive Concha 2. In the bag, and parked atop a huge escarpment, I spied the third perched on the edge of a cliff. I stepped too far and suddenly I was plummeting down the near vertical cliff face. Even with the planet 0.1g, the urgent jumps and boosts from my suit did little except deplete power. Each scramble was met with a greater drop down until I reached the bottom 2k vertically from my SRV. Not a problem, I thought smugly. Recalled my ship, Cap Serta only to watch as she flew overhead and landed next to my SRV. Okay, plan B. The next 20 minutes were spent skirting the base of the escarpment looking for a way up. Eventually I reached a split in the canyon. Left was towards my SRV, right was away but looked more promising. I gambled and took the right branch. A few minutes later and the canyon wall showed signs of promise. 
With my suit power now below 35%, I gritted my teeth and began the climb. And climb. All the time watching my suit power drop. After what seemed like forever, I reached the summit, and there, in the far distance, I could make out the tail of my ship. However, my gamble had only half paid off. Yes, I was up, but on the wrong side of the gorge. With no choice, I backed up, ran and jumped, boosting like crazy over the huge drop. I was shot and hit the side of the canyon wall, but after a Herculean effort, scrambled up and sprinted to my SRV, reaching it with just 5% suit power. And of course, I still needed that damn third concha. Surrounded by stars, and this appears much fun, Commander Infernal Moose has news of their exciting adventures. It's been an absolutely amazing week on the Explore the Core Infernal expedition. Although we have only travelled about 10,000 light years since last week, we've had plenty of action and adventure. Our first stop this week was at the Black in Green Tourist installation, a black hole surrounded by green planetary nebula, where we held both stock Viper and unlimited class ship races through the spinning rings of the installation, reminiscent of the training we all received prior to getting our Pilots' Federation credentials. The unlimited class races proved to be quite dangerous, with multiple commanders ending their runs in fiery crashes. The expedition next moved to the Great Annihilator system, where we met up with the excellent commanders at the Azura Initiative. The Azura Initiative is a mini-bumble in the blackness of space, with fleet carriers acting as stations as terraforming operations proceed to create habitable spaces for future outposts. We held our first event with them at the Ammonia Lyceum's Moon, organized by Commander Richard Fluranis of Azura. The event involved two teams of SRVs corralling 50 Guardian orbs into their respective team ships under the green glow of the Ammonia planet above us. Our next event was held the following day at the Duranjat Crater on Pamentisk. Pamentisk, which also involved Guardian orbs, but this time on foot. Also, unbeknownst to the organizers, Commander Crotchroach brought Onion Head to get the party started, some of which ended up on a bonfire, and ended the event by dumping 200 tons of it on the party grounds, only to have it explode shortly thereafter. A great time was held by all, and we appreciate the warm hospitality of the Azura Initiative. Next on the agenda was a visit to the Dryu Awesomes, a simply amazing system which is highly recommended for all explorers to visit. Our expedition astrophysicist, Commander Solandri, had calculated that two moons in this system would collide during our visit, and we were all excited to see this in person. Before this, however, we decided to hold a King of the Mountain PvP event on one of the moons, followed by a geyser jump which propelled us to a height of about four kilometers. Commander Infernal Moose was able to land on Commander Robert Clark's crate at this altitude and take in the views before plummeting to the surface. The main event during our visit was the planetary collision, which involved all sorts of craziness. About an hour before the collision, the expedition carrier was moved into position around one of the moons. During this in-system jump, some of our commanders were able to follow the carrier through the jump wormhole. 
Once on the other side, it was impossible to dock on the carrier as it moved away at high speed. Hurling commanders undocking at the carrier away as well. Commanders attempting to disembark on the carrier fell through the deck of the carrier and watched it float away in an endless loop. Commanders in ships on the deck noticed that their altitude above the surface of the moon was dropping further and further, and that parts of the carrier seemed to be disintegrating. Eventually, the carrier crashed into the surface of the planet. Meanwhile, on the surface of the planet, a team of commanders watched while one moon seemed to swallow the other and was coming rapidly in their direction. Most commanders have no memories of what happened next, but woke up later to a mostly undamaged carrier, and commanders both relieved and confused with more questions than answers. How were we able to survive this disaster? Why was the expedition carrier seemingly all repaired now? Is it safe to travel further on it? We will have another almost 10 days to ponder these questions before we arrive back in the bubble. We will find answers or more questions in our remaining journey. The Lost Souls Expedition 3, organised by the Fatherhood, appears itself to be anything but lost and are hell-bent on having fun, as Commander Bonquiqui tells us. The Fatherhood's Lost Souls 3 has settled into a comfortable rhythm. Commanders are floating through space in a loosely defined pack, discovering new Earth-like worlds, hundreds of water worlds, and of course way too many snowballs, all whilst having regularly scheduled hijinks. Like the impromptu game of football that took place at the Guardian Ruins in the Arset Nebula, or the group of SRVs raising their front wheels to the heavens to pay homage to the Sun God. Of course, most shenanigans, such as SRV bowling, end up with at least one rebuy at one of the fleet carriers in system, but once in a while they have more dire consequences, like poor Commander Michael Rhodes, who ended up back in detention 6,000 light years away after falling victim to the planet with the highest gravity recorded in the galaxy so far. Not before taking this gorgeous shot, though. Shenanigans aside, business is booming within the convoy. Supply lines have been set up to deliver tritium to the dozens of fleet carriers accompanying the trip, and much-needed modules are being shipped in to those who have decided to try something different, like deep space mining for a change. This week, we're heading to the Blue Oyster Bar Geysers in the Via Maris region. If you feel like joining up, head over to the Fatherhood's website at the fatherhoodwing.space. Bullock Turner's covered in bits of exploded ship at the moment and Nurse Wyeth is applying that very special salve though I'm not sure just how he ended up with a burn just there. Anyway, the Wiccan Beware race has concluded and the winners are Brusky in regulation class, Shea Blackwood in the unlimited class and all of the ship manufacturers for the amount of money they've made with all of the rebuys caused by all of the... Well, let's just let the following video speak for itself. Hello, listener. If you were watching the video, at this point, you would be seeing 11 minutes and 49 seconds of ships crashing and exploding, all to the sounds of background music. Since that makes terrible radio, I've edited that out, and we're going to move swiftly on with the rest of Norma Snocker's 
section. All of which malarkey means that the Magic 8-Ball Championship at this point, Skershay, Blackwood, Busky, Captain MD and Alec Turner hold the top five positions. Whilst in the unlimited class, it's an entirely different layout, with the leaders being Shea Blackwood, Skur, Captain MD, Busky and Alec Turner. And in case you have short-term memory issues, that is a different order. All except for Alec Turner, of course, who's reliable fifths each time. You can follow the links if you want to join in with these, one of these events. Or if you've got news of one that we're not covering, then email I took part at hutnorbital.com and bring us up to speed. And we're back, sort of. I blame the corpus. You're not well, Helen. That's all right. It's when you get to a certain age, you start repeating well, yourself. There are many of us who are not well. <laughs> yes. That's quite a broad definition. Mm-hmm. At least Helen's had a test oh, to prove it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done for managing to keep your coughing down from not doing it when your mic was live. Well done, Helen. Yeah, it was funny watching all the curses on the screen trying to go, Flossie, it's the net. Flossie, it's the net. I was just going to copy and paste it further down and keep doing it. And then put a sentence in saying, for those with short-term memory loss. (laughs) I just wasn't quick enough. Of course, the problem is if I edit that bit out, I've got to edit this bit out as well now. I thought hmm. you got an explanation of something yeah. didn't happen. No, you just just leave it all in. Be yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. No. All right. Oh, I did, yeah. Mm. Uh, we're here. Well, what, what, so, Commander Chicks, Commander Chicks, what didn't we have this week? COVID. Oh, no, we had that. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I did. Well, I did that. Um, give me so a clue. Have... Give me a clue. Wasn't it something that normally happens on a Thursday afternoon? It has done the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a nap. It started well. Blinking, you missed it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Did you watch the Frontier live stream? No, it wasn't on. Oh, no. uh, this is how this is how the detective catches you out. You see, the detective was. Oh no, I was I was watching the Frontier live stream. Ah, <laughs> there was no Frontier live stream. <laughs> you are a <the> killer. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, so. For those who haven't put in enough viewing time in the past few weeks in April to get your purple stuff, uh, you would have lost out. But then again, if you haven't got a full set of purple stuff, what on earth have you been doing all this time? A 40 stretch? Well, I've been I've been doing a new character, so I might actually have to tune in and get some. I've got a new commander, so uh, that well, might be <clears> worth it for me. If they ever all, come back. They always have the purple stuff. Yeah, the purple stuff it racks up quite quickly as well, doesn't it? Purple is the Twitch colour. Yeah. Mm. And for those people who want to ask him why they can't get uh, Twitch drops on YouTube, you it's because it's yourself. YouTube. Blue is in yeah. the name. <laughs> Twitch <laughs> drops. So, what do we do when there's no Frontier live stream? We'll go for a nap. Can you get ready for tonight? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, are you, 
Harry's Harry's jumping at the bit. We mentioned oh. space stuff. Space stuff. Space stuff. Space stuff. Yes, and my 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 stream deck is not behaving. So right, hang let's on, keep hang on, hang on, stuff until he gets hang on. It's not going to space stuff. I'm going to oh, improvise. Stuff. I'm improvising. Soon, the James Webb Death Star will be fully operational. That was that was really good. That that was, I was impressed <laughs> yeah. by that. I just yeah. got chills. <laughs> <laughs> saw Graham Dan saw Graham Dan Garden do it once with a with pint mug. <laughs> yes. So thank you, yes. Darth. Um, yeah, the the James Webb Space Telescope is in its seventh and final stage of testing, commissioning, adjusting. Um, Little Miri, the uh, the thing that was made in Didcot or assembled in Didcot, anyway, um, is now under seven Kelvin. So that's 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 cold. That that's yeah. Really cold. You'd you'd, you'd want a scarf and uh, at least a sweater and your big coat for seven Kelvin, probably. Mm. Um, final mirror alignment um, for all the other instruments and all the you know the big mirror, the eighteen segment mirror. Yeah. Um, the the aim was to get all of those. Uh, segments down to uh, 50 Kelvin, and the, at the moment they vary between 29 and 54. It's just wow. a lot, I thought. 29 um, Kelvin? That's, yeah. that's well under target. So I think I think the ones nearest to the heat shield are a bit warmer, because some, some warm from the sun does get through it. Yeah. Very little. yeah, that would make sense. So, can't wait. June, maybe. Amazing mm. pictures coming soon, TM. Yes. And so, everything seems to be going well too, doesn't it? Yes, you know? suspiciously well. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. This this worked in rehearsal. <clears throat> <laughs> now I get the damn button a, working. Mm. It was a rehearsal. Yeah. Mm. rehearsal. When did that start? What, what, what rehearsal? I, when did my the rehearsal start. I was too much rehearsing by myself. Oh, oh, oh okay, cool. yeah. yeah. What are yeah. you rehearsing? Yeah. But no, apparently, there's a, apparently there's a rehearsal for the show. Did you know? No. I, I when did we know. start having rehearsals? That's a new one in me. I'm sorry. Yeah, aren't they? <laughs> no, not with the script or anything like that. Just, just, well, all right. So I'm sitting in a room by myself talking to myself, all right? <clears throat> just say it's a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Did, it, did, okay. anyone, did anyone hear a whooshing noise at about... About quarter to three, Elite Dangerous time this morning. It wasn't. I hear, I hear lots of wishing noises. There's buses outside no. and they're working on the railway. Well, unusual because if you did, because <clears throat> of course, in space, no one can hear you whoosh by, except. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and I love looking over my shoulder in VR, watching stars and ring, ring planets rumble by, you know, that rumbling sound. Why does it do that? Anyway. As we know here at Hunt Radio, only deadlines whoosh by, which sometimes explains the state of the script. Anyway. Um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> asteroid, uh, the eloquently named asteroid 4181352008 AG33. Oh, that bastard. That one, yeah. Not, no, no, not AG32, AG33. Oh, AG33, um, sorry. I no, the it, new I one. Whooshed yeah. by. Well, it was discovered in 2008. Um, 
whooshed by about two million miles away. So that's about eight times um, the Earth-Moon distance. So it's pretty close when you're going at 10 kilometers a second. Um, and this thing's about half a kilometer across. So what's that in double-decker buses? Some. Some, it's lots, Some. isn't it? That's a lot. Yeah, or is it bananas? More, more bananas. It'd be more bananas. Well, it's lots of bananas. I did watch the sky at night the other week, and they were they were had something measured in they had an asteroid that had been measured in uh, giraffes. Giraffes. And I believe there was one that it, that it crashed here that had been half a giraffe. Oh, I don't like it when they use the new maths. Yeah. yeah. Or is it ti- <laughs> is it Titanic's? Oh, Titanic's would be good. Yeah. Olympic size swimming pools, maybe. How many Titanic's would it be for half a kilometer? Not many. Titanic, 800 foot, 900 foot long. What's that? Is that 300 metres? 300 metres, yes, about 300 metres. It's about one and a half Titanics, but then it's round, whereas Titanic was kind of long and... Not for long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It became very tall and very squat for a while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway... And it kind of split in two. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, come back, Jack, as she shoves him under the water. Um, <laughs> and the band, and the band yeah, it's a, it's a bit where she put her foot on his head. That was too much. Anyway, if you didn't hear it, whoosh by, just in case you missed it. There's another one about the same size, but twice as far away, so you'll have to listen a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Just after midnight on the 9th of May. What's that one called? Well, I don't know. Oh, I, I, if you click that oh, link God, do in your the script, research. you click that link in the script there, you can tell us. Oh, then I have to look at the script. And... Why, why, don't you, why don't you post it? Yeah. Go on, chicks, oh. you, chicks post, post that link into the chat. Go on. Yeah, post it in the chat. That's yeah. the best way to do it. link. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we and go. let's just check to see because I've changed. Here we go. Here we go. Mm. You see, you're no longer coming out of the asterisks. Oh, yeah. I fixed you. you. I fixed you. I'm, was I, was I no, censored you, or something? You were unprivileged. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which is the, for the first time, for in your, first time in your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it looks like there's a few. When did you say the second one was uh, The next again? one, there's the one on the 9th of May. There's one on the 27th of May. So that's a big one now. So there's another on the 12th of June, smaller but a lot closer. So it's, it's like yeah. a, being in a bloody duck shoot. Anyway, <clears throat> that's that space stuff. That's well, well done, space, space stuff. stuff. It's nice to have space yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the one on the ninth. The one on the ninth is four six seven four six or two thousand six GF forty two. Did did Frontier name that? Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'd be called Two Mass if it was Frontier that named it. Uh, uh, yeah, if you if you go on page two of that, you've got the that's a. a that's loads. Yeah, I know. But you'll need mm. to look for the twos. If you find a three, we're in trouble. I found the three. But, oh, no, it's three minutes past midnight. <laughs> no, the, the rarity column at the end on the, on the right-hand side. Yeah, anyway, I was looking in the wrong column. This is, this is marvellous radio. Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's marvellous television. There's not much happening. All we can hear is clicking in the background. All right, go on. Yeah. Uh, I've got something here that um, LCU No Full Like One has um, supplied. Um um, oh no! Yes, yeah, quite. It's it's one of his. Oh, um, I, I, and I'm, in the script, I put "song" in quotes. Okay, um, mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. apparently it's a celebration of Canon gaining control of 99 systems with a presence in one. Um, LCU does apologise for the um, 
appearance of anti-Hutton radio sentiment at one point. He said, I obviously didn't mean it. I put it in rhyme structure, of course, but in an LCU voice. <laughs> that was a pretty good LCU. <laughs> that was a pretty good LCU. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's the stream deck noise. I had chills. Did you are they multiplying? Right. Yeah, I, I get chills when I hear his voice as well. So ninety-nine systems, it's not ninety-nine red balloons, is it? Well, let's find out. Three minutes and yeah, fourteen may help, seconds. May help if three minutes and fourteen God. seconds of delight, which come after this next three minutes and fourteen seconds of ab- absolute horror. If you're having faction problems, I feel bad for you, son. We've got 99 systems that are present in one. Hit me! We've got the cannon patrols and the number wang. Posters want to make sure my skate pod explodes. Critics that say cannon signs to sack not blow out some variety, stupid. What type of faction, though, if you grew up with black holes in your neighbourhood? You'd celebrate the minute you was getting good. I'm like, fuck, critics, you can kiss my whole back hole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got a beat with Hutton Radio. Don't play the show. They don't play my hits. Well, I don't give a monkey so. Science mags try and use my scientific ass. Advertisers can give them more cash for ads. I don't know what you take us at. Or understand intelligence of cannon hats. From rags to riches. Spacer I end up. We've got 99 systems that are present in one. Hit me. 99 systems and a presence in one. If you're having fashion problems, I feel bad for you. So we've got 99 systems and a presence in one. Hit me. Thirty-three oh eight, and I'm carrying even cheese. In my rear view radar is the system authorities. Got two choice, you all pull over the ship or bounce on the devil, put the pedal to the floor. Now he ain't trying to see no space by chase with Jake. Plus I got a few dollars, I can fight the case. So I pull up out of super cruise and conceal my load. I heard some you know why I'm stopping you. So I'm an elderly scientist, so I rim lock slow. Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. Am I under arrest? Or I guess some more? Well, you're doing 105 in a new person. License and registration, can't fear that star. That's a weapon you're carrying or a vacuum cleaner. I ain't telling you nothing, all my papers are legit. So you mind if I look around your ship a little bit? Well, I grab the top and lock, so the trunk is in the back. I know my rights, so you're gonna need a warrant for that. Aren't you sharp as a tack, you some kind of lawyer or something? Somebody important or something? Well, I ain't past the bar and I know a little bit. Enough to know you won't illegally search my ship. We'll see how smart you are when the canines come. We got 99 systems and a present in one. one Hit me! One, one, one. 99 systems and a present in one. If you're having factory problems, I feel bad for you, son. We got 99 systems and a present in one. Hit me! 99 systems and a present in one! 99 systems and a present in one! 99 systems and a present in one! 99 systems! If you're having fashion problems, I feel bad for you, son! We got 99 systems and a present in one! 99 systems and a present in one! 99 systems and a present in one! What? A hundred? What do you mean a hundred? I just written this whole bloody song! Oh, for goodness sake! to be 99. 
Well, that was a video. Yes, that's a thing. <laughs> That was, that was sound. Yes, sound I am down with <laughs> down with the youth. No, if they were doing this, I think they should be put. No, no mind. That that well done, LCU. That was it's incredible. It's what do you it's, mean, well done? <laughs> as in, he should be roasted. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, there's certainly plenty of nerve, if not talent. Anyway. <laughs> I, I just love how you pause between each word carefully thinking about what word would be fitting <laughs> yeah. yes <laughs> and you didn't swear once no. I turned my microphone off right uh, that was yes. lovely <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, uh, um, a bit of recent news which might have not spotted if you don't keep up with everything. LaveCon tickets for sale for LaveCon will tickets will go on sale on Wednesday Hooray! the fourth of May at seven pm. That's going to be UK oh, time. Oh, May the fourth. You could have done that. Your Darth Vader voice. Then. Oh, hang yes. on, hang on. Let me. I, I, May the fourth. Yeah, well, hang on. It's, it's. I have to do this because the stream deck doesn't do it by hand. I have to manually push this shitty thing. And you'll have to read the data in the American format, which will really upset you. We are putting tickets for sale. And I've fucked it up in this voice, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting tickets on sale for Paycon 2022 on Wednesday, 4th of May, 7 p.m. Yeah, you fucked that up again. We're currently emailing May people fourth, with a rollover. May the 4th. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. May the fourth be with you. But I did it in American Star format. Day. I did it in American yeah, format. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Fourth, fourth of May. May the fourth. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. we're, 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 we Please wait to receive this email before contacting us about your booking as a will you just fuck off often offends. We will get to you as soon as we can. <laughs> Don't call us, we'll call part you. Of that, part of that last bit may have been inserted by me. Uh, the ticket prices are changing slightly as a result of the new venue. Mm -hmm -hmm. Yeah. You now have to pay in quite loose. Well, will the prices be going up? Ooh. Are they high? Almost certainly. No, I, I think... Uh, it's um, 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 from that, I would imagine that it's going up, but not by a silly amount. Or it may go down. We'll have to see. Well, it may go up by a silly amount. We just don't know. How much, how much interest on all that money over two years? <laughs> well, have you put in most accounts? Is pretty, yes, yeah. It's not very much. <laughs> so, that, so at least that's, that's good. Well, at least we know when the tickets are going on sale. And the, Karen does assure us because there are many more rooms at the place they've picked for this year. They shouldn't sell out in the time they usually do because I find most years the first tranche of tickets go in about 30 minutes. But I don't think that'll well, be happening this time. Second sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time you've told uh, somebody there's tickets, there aren't any. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the team you've looked at, aren't they? <laughs> okay, well, we do have green room to get to, so don't forget, everybody. Uh, at the moment, we've only got one person in the green room. 
Hello, Valkarius. Is it somebody? Somebody will like us. Yes, it is. Yes. So uh, don't forget, everybody else, if you want to talk to us at the end of the show, please get TeamSpeak and point your clients to ts.forthemug.com so Volcarius doesn't feel like it's such an idiot being there all by himself. You know, the, you know the first one at a party you, and you arrive an hour early. Are, if you're lonely and desperate to speak to another, let's say, human being and you're not fussy about who that person is, come and talk to us. Hmm. Yep. Oh, the Phil's gone in there now. <laughs> oh, well Somebody done. else to eat well done, Jim. There you go, yeah. Oh, they'll be talking to each other and making plots. Aiden's in there. Okay. Plots. Okay, shall we move on? It's definitely gone. Yeah, sure. Sneaking. Let us move on, shall we? Let us. We shall move on. So now that the existential dread has uh, taken all your minds off to there being no Frontier live stream this week, it's time now to go over to Flossie with the CG news. But, 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 before mm. that, we've got just enough time for this week's riddle. I mean, yes, I'm doing a riddle. Okay. Everyone except Mia, shout out when oh, you've deciphered it. Oh, come on. <laughs> Everyone except Mia. Mia, you're not allowed to shout out. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> My first is in awful, but not in huff. My second is in abhorrent, but not in duff. My third is in rubbish but not in guff. My fourth is in detritus, but not in muff. My fifth is in aardvark. Aardvark! Not in, uh, oh, bugger. Aardvark! Aardvark! Save us! Aardvark! Aardvark. Aardvark. It's Flossie, hard for. It's Flossie, and the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. There were no CGs last week, so nothing to report there. Uh, this week we have not one, not two, not even three but four new CGs. <laughs> Three of them are involving uh, the Thargoids. Ooh. Support Allied or Federal or Imperial anti-Xeno efforts in Dildio, Sosong and Novas. Uh, Commodore Morag Halloran who coordinates Salvation's military forces, broadcasts this message on public channels. Salvation has started construction on three anti-Xeno superweapons to expunge the latest Dargoid infestation. He estimates two more weeks before these devices become operational. Until that time, it is vital that we keep the Thargoids at bay to minimise civilian casualties. The Alliance is offering bounties on Thargoid vessels in the Didio system. The Anti-Xeno Task Force of the Alliance Defence Force is part of a joint operation to buy time for the super weapons to be completed. This includes rewarding independent pilots for defending the Didio system. 
Commanders can hand in combat bonds for Thargoid kills until the 12th of May, 3308, at the megaship Plymouth Howl in the Chanyi system. The Federation is offering bounties on Thargoid vessels in the Sosong system. The Antizeno Task Force of the Federal Navy is part of a joint operation to buy time for superweapons to be completed. This includes rewarding independent pilots for defending the Sosong system. Commanders can hand in combat bonds for Thargoid kills until the 12th of May, a Sturkow orbital in the Lishima system. The Empire is offering bounties on Thargoid vessels in the Nova system. The anti Xeno Task Force of the Imperial Navy is part of a joint operation to buy time for the superweapons to be completed, including rewarding independent pilots for defending the Nova system. Commanders can hand in combat bonds for Thargoid kills. Combat, combat bonds for Thargoid kills until the 12th of May 3208 at Nuslin Wallard settlement in the Zlota system. Jade Sandlin, a reporter for Vox Galactica, has been granted permission to interview the admirals in command of the task forces. Her conversation with Admiral Rachel Zeigler is being broadcast by the flagship Salos Charm in Didio. That with Admiral Maxton Price is being broadcast by the flagship FNS Amphion in Sosong, and with Admiral Henry Paul Atherton is being broadcast by the flagship INV Succession in Novas. All three will be syndicated via news fields. The campaign begins on the 28th of April and will run until the 12th of May. So that's two full weeks. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in Pirates Federation combat bonds at Plymouth Howell in the Shanyu system, Sturkow Orbital in the Lichima system or Nuslin Volard settlement in the Zilota system. Sirius Corp Humanitarian Campaign for Didio Sirius Corporation has organised humanitarian support for the Didio system, which is under attack by Thargoid vessels. The Alliance Defence Fleet is currently combating the Thargoid threat in Didio under the command of Admiral Rachel Zeigler. Admiral Nicholas Glass, who acts as a liaison between the Megacorp and the Alliance Defence Force, provided details of this campaign. With the Strategic Defence Pact yet to be ratified, the Council of Admirals has not, been, has not approved the deployment of Sirius Navy ships as part of an Allied, Allied fleet. However, Sirius Corporation is keen to show its commitment to helping the Alliance and will do so by supplying vital resources to the Didio system's besieged population. Large quantities of basic medic- medicines, evacuation shelters and food cartridges are urgently required. These can be delivered to Chariot of Rear in the Lisi system from where they will be delivered to Didio in military convoys. A joint operation between the superpowers is currently underway in Didio, Novas and Sosong 
to counter recent Thargoid invasions. This is to buy time for Salvation's anti-Xeno superweapons to be constructed. The delivery campaign begins on 28th of April and runs run until 5th of May 3308. If the final target is met earlier than planned, the campaign will end immediately. To earn, <coughs> to earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering basic medicines, evacuation shelters and food cartridges to the megaship Charlotte of Rhea in the Lisa system. And that's it for this week's CZ News. Blossy told you what to do. <laughs> Thank you, Flossie. You can blow your nose now. Um, <clears throat> Sorry about that. CGs <laughs> <laughs> uh, are like buses. You wait ages for one and then you get splashed by four as they go hurtling past. Um, <clears throat> week after week, we introduce Beetlejude and Wotherspoon, the two Ronnies of Galnet News. No, they're not going to do the story about the spate of thefts in the Ayabulu system where Chief Inspector McTavish has announced that he's looking for a man with one eye. And if he doesn't find him, he's going to use both eyes. No, they won't be doing that story. And they certainly won't be doing the story about this week's collision in the Wolf 359 system, the nerve centre of the frontier paint job industry, where an anaconda carrying red paint and a cutter carrying purple paint collided. It's believed that both crews have been marooned. Anyway, here's the funny one and the other one. Galnet News Digest, 28th of April, 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Zach Rackham protests a little too hard about his ancestral homeland in Beta Hydri. Sirius vows to defend the alliance from Thargoids, but is a little bit too busy planning things right now. The Kumu crew has a brand new Arch Corsair, and the alliance pays for a voluntary deportation scheme to move refugees to the new Marlinist colonies. And not a word about damaged starports. Outsized personality Zachary Rackham has been making outsized claims about the benefits he has brought to his homeworld amid conspiracy theories that he might not be from the Federation at all. The entrepreneur and director of Rackham Capital Investments has been buying shares in Beta Hydri Corporation, which runs the Beta Hydri system and has been the de facto managing director of the system for several months. His publicity team has been speaking of him giving back to the planet homeland where they claim Rackham was born. Giving back in this context includes building a huge tower, Rackham Spire, above the city of Los Pioneros, quite literally casting a huge shadow over the city, as well as taking over MacArthur Mining and rebranding the Lux Sumptuux hotel chain as Rackham's Rooms. Some independent observers feel that Rackham may be positioning himself as a potential outsider candidate in the 3309 presidential race. The pro-Hudson 
Bertha movement claims that Rackham, previously believed to have been the pirate known as Calico Zack, was not born in the Federation at all, but instead hails from an independent anarchy system, something that would rule him out from becoming president. Although being a pirate might show him to be of more upstanding character than the incumbent, President Hudson. After Sirius failed to prevent the attack on Didio, and after the Alliance chose a non-Sirius admiral to lead the response, the Corporation has insisted that it's right in choosing to leave the Alliance to handle the tactical aspects of dealing with the actual Thargoid attack on one of its systems, while Sirius holds meetings about the long-term strategy and encourages Alliance fighters to work for salvation instead. Didio was invaded by Thargoids last Thursday, along with the Imperial Novas and the Federal Sosong systems. There are indications that the Thargoids had intended to attack starports in each of the three systems, but that something went wrong with the Thargoids' caustic weaponry. The Thargoid High Command has its embarrassment at the mix-up, and Tharg the Mighty has vowed to come back to do the job properly later this week. Despite this advance notice, there seems to be no desire for preemptively evacuating the stations in the three systems. Sirius failed to anticipate the attack on the Alliance system, and it's failed to deliver a megaship to assist in the fighting there. The Alliance has appointed its experienced Admiral Rachel Ziegler to lead the response in Didio, rather than the Sirius Corporation's anti-Xeno specialist, Nicholas Glass. Glass insisted that this in no way undermined Sirius's role in defending the Alliance. He said that during its trial period, Sirius would be concentrating on seconding more resources to the megaships operated by Taurus Mining Ventures on behalf of Salvation. He did not specify whether these resources would be from the Alliance, from Sirius, or from both. But it begins to seem that, like the three superpowers, Sirius is planning to leave fighting the Thargoids to Salvation. The sovereign ruler of the Kumo Nation, Archon Delane, has appointed the son of Soulless Salamanca to the inner circle of the Kumo Council. Formed of so-called Corsairs, the Kumo Council jointly rules over the pirate kingdom of the Pegasi Sector, using a system of delegated responsibility that allows pirating to be achieved in an ergonomic and cost-effective manner, thus ensuring the best possible capital returns for shareholders. With the appointment of Callan Salamanca, whose father died suddenly and most regrettably after a minor disagreement with Delane, the inner circle of Arch Corsairs, which develops and maintains the corporate strategies for long-term growth and prosperity while maintaining the buccaneering heritage that sets the kingdom apart from other, less distinctive powers, now consists of four members. Callan Salamanca, Archon Delane himself, Administrator Vidar Trask and Kay Volantine, who joined the Kumo Council from the Blue Viper Club in July last year. Volantine was instrumental in negotiating a working relationship between the Dredger Clan and Delane's Kumo Council, one which has prospered on the production and distribution of Onionhead Gamma Strain. New Arch Corsair Callan Salamanca has a reputation for being impulsive and hot-headed. There is some speculation that with Salamanca already abusing the authority Delane has conferred on him, 
the moderating influence of the Kumo Council on Delane's own excesses may be less effective. It is unclear at this stage what effect, if any, this will have on the pirate kingdom. The Alliance Assembly is to provide free transportation to the estimated 2 million Marlinist refugees that are still in Alliance space. With the Marlinist colonies now well established and with guarantees of independence from the Empire, there seems little reason for Alliance factions to continue supporting these refugees charitably. The repatriation flights have been agreed with the Marlinist consulate with the new arrivals to be given freedom to choose which system to settle in, and with a promise of full citizenship. There will, however, be screening for potential terrorists, as agreed with the Empire. With two new starports being established, the Marlinist colonies are hopeful that they may be able to expand into neighbouring systems over the coming year. Marlinist First Minister Olivia Volkov revealed that there are more than a million more Marlinists living in diaspora across the core systems. She called for them to contact the consulate to qualify for relocation and citizenship, and to become part of the Republican experiment that is the Marlinist colonies. As two starports are attacked by Thargoids, the superpowers have admitted their defence against the Thargoids is merely buying time for salvation to develop his newest superweapon and Sirius has appealed for humanitarian aid while it awaits permission to engage the Thargoids. The attacked starports are Zanibekov Station in the Sosong system and Lauma Orbital in Didio. Stations in the Imperial Novas system all appear to have escaped attack. The humanitarian support being provided by Sirius is exclusively for the Didio system. Sirius has appealed for evacuation shelters basic medicines and food cartridges to be taken to the Chariot of Rhea in Liste, whence the aid will be conveyed to those in need. CEO Lee Yong-ri has indicated that he is neither obligated nor inclined to help those affected by the Thargoid incursions in the Imperial Novus system, nor the Federal Sosong system. The Alliance Defence Fleet is nominally fighting the Thargoids in Didio, with the Imperial and Federal navies attempting to defend Novas and Sosong. In practice, the combat is being left to independent pilots in all three systems. A spokesperson for the Joint Military Commanders indicated that their strategy is not to drive the Thargoids back, but to hold the line while they await the latest and greatest of secretive scientist Salvation's anti-Zeno megaweapons. Salvation has estimated a further two weeks to complete development and construction of three such devices. For the next two weeks, anti-Zeno pilots are urgently required in all three recently attacked systems. To encourage this activity, combat bonds will attract a premium and an additional reward structure when handed in by active participants at the megaship Plymouth Howell in the Ch'anji system, at Sturco Orbital in the Leshima system and at Nuslin Volhard settlement in the Zlota system. Capital-class ships have been deployed to each system suffering incursion. The allied megaship Saloti Charm is in Didio. The majestic-class interdictor INV Succession is in Novas. And the Farragut-class battlecruiser FNS Amphion is in Sosong. Commanders are urged to visit these flagships to hear stirring interviews with the commanders of the three naval initiatives, Admiral Rachel Ziegler, Admiral Henry Paul Atherton and Admiral Maxton Price, respectively. 
And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. you commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon. It's amazing that you managed to keep going after that terrible joke by Commander Chicks. All we can hope is that these supermarkets put their Christmas stock in. Stock in, not stocking. What are you, five? It's so we can get a new set of jokes from the crackers. And talking of crackers, it's time for someone who apparently fits that description completely. Because she's a little cracker. Not because she's a little crackers, if, if, if you see what I mean. Anyway, it's over to Mia Harkness with the Hun Helper results. Welcome to the Hutton Helper Results. The Hutton Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a moon identification chart, so you know what's a moon and what's not. This week, we have the following events. The all the way to Exegol, because that necrotical bastard still owes me five credits from I lent him from the vending machine in the Senate, shield. The selling scrap to Unkar Plut, Cup Winner's Cup. The uh, about half an hour for the Kessel Run Challenge. The Bring Me the Head of Jar Jar Binks Deja Vu Trophy. The Battle for Endor Ewok Cannon at the Ready Survival Challenge. The Rodeoing for the Moss Eisley Cantina Band Extravaganza. So, always travel in single file to hide your numbers. Don't overfeed the Rancor and watch out for astromech droids with tea trays. This week's Hutton Helper results are. Comet Bond jumped 85,000 light years to come first in distance travelled. Border Reaver sold 40,000 40, tons of goodies. Top Mission Runner is me on my new Odyssey account with 463... Splitter! I'm a filthy splitter, everybody. Uh, with 463 mission points. Alex Zuno handed in 2 billion, 147 million so that's 2,147,483,605 credits worth of bounties. If you were listening, then you know why. If you weren't listening, well, then you'll never know. Well, unless you watch the recording on Twitch or YouTube. Anyway, Shatter Mage handed in 964,840,000 credits combat bonds. And Afro Thaws delivered... Some 995 passengers to parts near and far. So, decals this week for, well, decal for me, really. So, I will have to email. I took part at hutinorbital.com and I reached got my Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a restraining bolt, two angry Jawas and an old engine off a pod racer. Just two Hutton runs this week from Thomason, who made it in a time of 1 hour 25 minutes and 15 seconds, for 253rd place overall. And from 
Belgarad, Belgarians, who got there in one hour, 26 minutes and seven seconds, putting them in 300th place. I hope they bought those packets of Smash for Harry and the Guns and Ammo for magazine for Flossie. Chixie's anti-flagellants biscuits and that topical cream for me, because I need that. Uh, anyway, there's a whole galaxy out there of stuff needing shipped, shot, rescued, looted, repaired, destroyed, bought and sold, and you too could earn yourself a very fetching hunting decal for doing it. I bet you're wondering how you can be a part of that. Well, here's a wee idea for you. Why not go to hot.fordermug.com and download or sign up for the delicious new Hutton Helper, available in three fabulous sound styles. Let's face it, anything has to be better than being sent to the spice mines of Kessel. Anyway, that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia. It's not at all suspicious in any way whatsoever that you've got yourself a decal. Even if you did have to have three recounts and a group of small blue pixies shouting, Stop the count! I'm pretty sure that's what they were shouting, but they were a long way away, to be fair. And now it's the moment you've been waiting for for several weeks. But before that, it's Amelia Hawke with the Gownet Rares Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Feeding humanity, as it has expanded through the galaxy, has been a challenge both in terms of making sure there's enough out there to keep everyone well-fed and in terms of the supply lines to far-flung locations where human edible food might be less plentiful from the natural environments. The abundance of Earth-like worlds and the efforts in terraforming have meant that certain crops are prolific. Giant agricultural domes float in space around others force growing as much food as they can to keep the population in sugar puffs and cheeseburgers. The majority of meat eaten in space is lab-grown rather than free-roaming, of course. With pastures on Earth-like worlds and locations far from Earth, new landscapes and biomes have led to new challenges. Pests. It's, it's not just humans that devour everything that can be eaten, and often probably shouldn't if you value your health. Insect and animal life has found that the species we bring with us and plants covering huge tracts of land is far tastier than their natural homegrown variety. Often bioengineered to have more flavour and be more rich in nutrients or sugars or carbohydrates, the staple food of the spacefarer is a far cry from all natural organic produce from millennia gone by. The use of pesticides, whilst frowned upon in the 21st century due to its side effects and, and the destruction of bees, has become commonplace once again in the 3000s. 
The worst of the worst side effects have been mitigated, and new strains of chemicals that are bee-friendly have been created. Of course, there hasn't this hasn't come without a few unintended consequences. A number of the pesticides designed to be bee-friendly actually had a positive effect on the bees, which um, which led to giant bees. I mean, really giant bees. The kind that sound like an asp in flight when they lift off and don't so much sting people to death as land on them and crush them. They didn't so much gently waft from flower to flower as devour whole plants to get to the nectar. Then there's the hip organophosphate. On the face of it, an incredibly effective pesticide. Fields and crops dusted with this have absolutely no animal or insect life anywhere near them. Which is great if you've got artificial pollinators. How it achieves this has to be seen to be believed. Ingested by any insects or animal life, it, under it undergoes an internal chemical reaction that has ultimately totally fatal consequences. It, it basically turns into an explosive. I mean, not immediately, but over a short time, the creatures will build up to a critical mass, at which point, with a pained expression on its face, it, it becomes a living grenade, detonating at a moment's notice. Detonation is triggered by contact. So if you slap a dung beetle the wrong way, who's been at the organophosphates, um, you'll lose your hand. Step on a trundling, rice-eating beetle and you'll likely lose a foot. As for a swarm of locusts, well, once they've eaten their fill of the first field they land on, they become an airborne assault of the incredibly destructive kind. Who knows when the locusts will land a little too heavily and set off a chain reaction, likely to leave a crater where your nice wheat field used to be. It's devastatingly effective, but unsurprisingly has been banned in many jurisdictions. Anywhere it is used, the sale of fly swatters is banned. Then, there's the effect on the rest of the food chain. Even the mildest dose of the hip phosphates builds up in the body of predators and grazing animals. There is strong evidence to not use this stuff on fields adjacent to herds of animals. I've been down to a world that has recently started using them due to a plague of potato weevils. There's a quarantine around the field next door as, without thinking, a herd of llamas has been left to graze on nearby grassland. Standing at a safe distance, every now and again you'll see a grazing llama pause, look into the middle distance and let out a thunderous bout of flatulence before its eyes widen in surprise and it detonates like a woolly landmine. Pieces of llama rain down, cooked medium to rare, to well done, and the rest of the herd scatter and bump into each other. The next thing you know, there's more flying meat than a food fighter, Brazilian barbecue. Um, if you have a community with an exclusively plant-based diet and Buddhist sentimentality when it comes to straining your tea leaves to remove any living creatures, 
you'll make sure that you avoid percussive dental rearrangement from accidentally biting into something that's been at the hip. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest from HIP 80364. And I've been flaming flying well done drama llamas so you don't have to. It's it's not a pretty sight. And, um, well, that's that smell of burned wool. That's going to live with me for a long time. Splat. Boom llamas. Ugh, that, yes, that's rather nasty, Ooh. isn't it? That's that's them all over, that is, you know. Those were those were <laughs> farty boom llamas. Yep. Flatulenty boom llamas. Awesome. Do you think if you could you if you te- could get it exactly right, not so much that they blew up, yeah, just a little bit, maybe they could cook themselves. Mm. Maybe you could weaponize them. Yes. But well, that went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did the exploding llamas. Oh, just, yeah. w- just waiting for the government officials to come and stop us, you know. There's probably a proper scheme already yeah. for doing that. The man from DEFRA coming round. DEFCON 1. Yeah. Yes, very dangerous. It makes you wonder why they do it, if it's that difficult. I guess the insects blow themselves up, I suppose. It's one way of getting rid of pests. Just have them explode. <laughs> mm. Yes, not recommended. Anyway, green room. Don't try green this room. at home. Yes, I think we're going to do the green room. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know when we say that don't leave it till the last minute to go to the green room? Well, this is the last minute, OK? We've it's got well, the last minute. OK, I'm going to press a button and then we'll have a little video to cover our trail while we work our way down there and then we'll be speaking to people when we get there. So I'm just going to press this button. Welcome to the green room. And we're here. That wasn't a horse. That was classy. Two coconuts. Yeah. Two halves of coconut and you're banging them together. Yes, I know, but it's what I was catching between them was was the bit I didn't like. Yes. (laughs) Well. Oh, the dead meat. (laughs) No. No, he was enjoying it. That was the problem. Um, Well, we we are not exactly overwhelmed with um, people with this. We've got our... Our faves with us. All the best ones are here. I'm sure I've seen heard that somewhere before. Um, <laughs> sure, in which case, uh, I, shall we? We'll um, we'll talk to everybody as we go through. Uh, in no specific order because I'm not going to try and do it like Vantian does because I'll only cock it up. Uh, I'm going to if I do me, then Amelia, then Chicks, then Flossie, and then Mia. And if you end up talking to yourself, work it out. All right, you're grown ups. Okay. <laughs> well, well most of you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you are poo poo head. Nah. I don't like. I don't like being called a grown up. No, I refuse. Nah. Mm. Now I've got. A, now I've got a point to prove. 
Ocarius, how the devil are you? Good evening, Hanuvdal. Good evening, and what have you been doing? Well, actually, I have to ask, because uh, it just as it's on my mind, what in the galaxy has Alexandra done to your numbers? Um, she broke it. The, the, the issue was, um, it was um, when, when we moved the Hunt Helper to the new server, there was an issue where it was using um, integers instead of large integers to store things. So uh, there was an overflow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, when Alex worked out that it was 2 to the 31 that broke it, um, little alarm bells went off in so our little programmer hearts. You had a you had a signed thirty-two bit for, for for the bounty number. Yeah, well, the individual, not, not the, the the totals were easier <laughs> to sort out. It's with the you know who is going to do that kind of total. Entarius, um, uh, I spoke when Alex raised it. I spoke to Entarius, and he went and fixed it the back end straight away, uh, but didn't change the, change it for the. <laughs> registration no. of individual I, I, bounties because I thought there was not too much of a rush. I waited till Alex says it was okay and she was good to carry on because I thought there is not going to be another person in the galaxy who's going to be coming out with that kind of total in one week. <laughs> I felt fairly confident well, I'd done that. Yes, but it's all it's guess, all done so now. It, yeah, I, I guess it, it, it's only proper. I'd, I'd say on on behalf of Imperial <laughs> Navy Intervention and Rescue. I extend our apologies to the Hutton Orbital Truckers Cooperative for the breaking of your weekly numbers and for the resulting work incurred by Commander Entire's Fusion. It's not a problem because he should and, have got it right the in the first place. Fusion. No, no. Yeah, I know. He, he shouldn't have known better. He's only got <laughs> yes. himself named. Yeah, it's a. Entire said, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, no, but it was. Yeah, well, uh, it's nice to have these things pointed out and in such a gracious way as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, to answer though, so I, um, I took a bit of bit of time away from my usual work this month so I could work on some of my own stuff for a bit, including the INIF website, which I think was quite nice. It has a good new internal program for looking up star systems, so that the uh, the search is much better, the neutron planner is much faster, and oh yeah, and um, everything now shows properly on smaller screens as well. So I thought that was quite good. Okay, and I've just pasted the URL for that into the chat. Oh, blimey, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. It hasn't picked up the thing on the end, but eh, I'm sure it'll work. It is, because I've just copied that from my browser, so... No. No. That'll be fine, so, yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, I've, uh, not, not, not related to that, well, at least not directly. Um, I've also been writing something quite comprehensive. Well, well it's, it's a data markup format. Not the most glamorous thing. Um, probably not so good for radio either, but short version. If you if you take everyone's favourite markups, XML and GSON, is better than both of those, much more concise, and has a, quite a few special features I've often needed in a markup system, uh, including professionally. Um, so not quite ready for publication, though I'm quite proud to say that all of, all the config and data on the inif.space use my own markup system and API now. So. Very, well, very pleased with that. That's good. And the rest of the galaxy will be learning this when? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no dates. That's the, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. we, we'll all have to sign up for the course, which is only available at the Inif Dot Space Academy for the low, low <laughs> price. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got uh, quite a few ports, actually, although uh, a, a good C++ port 
I think I, uh, it, even though C++ is a pain, um, I, I kind of wanted to have that, which will be the sixth port, by the way, uh, before releasing it. Oh, England's got lots of ports. It, do it doesn't mean that they're actually recommended. That, you, you, you naughty trucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was wondering, by the way, um, so with all those edits that you have to do. Yes. Earlier, like take this, take out the mention of the edit that you just mentioned, because otherwise it's going to really confuse people. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I wanted to ask, <laughs> does Alvin pay you based on the quality of the show or based on the amount of time of the show? Yes. Alvin doesn't pay us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pay? Yes, we get paid for a three-hour show. We get paid three times what we get paid for a one-hour show. Mm. You probably get paid at rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the time. Well, because I was thinking, if it's the time, because if it was by quality, then you'd want to edit it as much as you can to make the show seamless. No, if it's quality, but I'd want to add a whole load of seamless. crap in it, make it longer. Oh no. But I was going to. But if it's time, then too much editing would make the show seamless. Oh, bad. If, if, you, if you see what You're making Amelia angry, and when you make Amelia angry, you're dicing with death. <laughs> well, Commander Amelia did say that you wanted new jokes, so I'm just doing my part there. So. Uh, I'm, I yeah. wanted new good jokes. <laughs> yeah, she did specify new jokes. <laughs> yeah. I should be uh, more I'm... succinct with my requests, I think. Oh dear! <sighs> right. Oh, that's better. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like, I feel like peeing in a bottle as well. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> a pee on in a bottle. Look at a sippy cup. We've got a pissy cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, Volcarius, have we? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. So, thanks for that. Thanks for that inquiry. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> No, yeah. is um, the do, answer. Do thank, um, do thank Commander LCU No Fool Like One. I, I, I quite enjoyed his video. That was quite good. But other than that, thank you all very much. Yeah, but he couldn't showing. be bothered to do it in colour. No, <laughs> he, he could even draw it in black and white. I mean, it's, 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 the man's not trying at all. He's very trying. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, other than that, uh, thank you all very much for the show. Hail the Empress and for the mug. Thank you. The mark. The mark. Amelia, you're next. So, yes, I, I believe I'm next. Talking to Commander Aiden. How are you? How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. How's the RPGs going? We have uh, a new person in our Five Rings game. Uh, we had, you know, game yesterday, and because of the the setup. Um, you get to roll on the one of the background tables for your clan. He the, the the new character ended up not only with a famous ancestor, but what his famous ancestor did kind of hacked off uh, another clan, and they haven't forgotten. So you know, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so yesterday. Um, the uh, the other clan tried to bump him off, and we spent most of the session going after the assassin, and missing out by one on the dice roll um, to actually make sure we could 
save the assassin so we could interrogate him rather than, you know, him, you know, successfully bumping himself off. <laughs> Gotta love a good side quest. Well, yes, I mean, we were all, we were all set up to continue mm. on the, uh, you know, discussing how we were going to continue our, on our next point of the quest, as it were. You know, find some bandits, squash them, see if they've got any information about this other set of bandits, kind of a thing, that are more of a problem and maybe, you know, part of the greater plot. When this bloke just, you know, shot an arrow at our new party member and went, and we went, Oi! You can't do that. We haven't had a chance to do that yet. So... Yeah, so there was a bit of a foot chase um, that ended up being also being a yes. Uh, I may be a you know I may be a little bit behind, but that's because I'm getting my horse. So it's going well then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a little horse. <clears throat> thank you. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And how have you been in Elite Dangerous? Have you been up to anything fun? Um, I've not really done much in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I know there was the um, the news article where I didn't do anything in any in any way, shape, or form, and didn't set up a school. Um, but other than that, no, I've just you know not been in, not been you know doing stick time as it were I can understand that are you going to jump into it anytime soon maybe to do these C new CGs um don't know I'm not you know it's the I probably just need a little bit of a break because recently it was the I you know, basically went oh I need to upgrade some upgrade um a sniper, a, a rocket launcher from grade, you know, grade one to grade five. I'll do that. That'll be easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even with some of the stuff that I've managed to, you know, stash away, it was still a. Oh, this is a faff. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah, but you do have the hot property now. That might help. help. Yes, uh, I have helped supply some of that um, but don't need it because you know I sourced all of my various bits and pieces got a week and a bit ago so I went oh, wow, oh, okay. Right, okay but yes I'll probably go over there and drop some stuff off once I've got enough of the bits I just want to keep as a you know backup supply but yeah, that's... I love how they call it wombling. Well, you know, you... You, you know... Making, making good, good use of the things, things that, that we find. find. Yeah, it is Things that the everyday folks leave behind. Yeah. Mm. You, you, know, you, you are, you know, you are in a... You're tidying things up after people carelessly leave, leave things lying around. Like being a parent. Like being a parent. Corpses mostly. <laughs> so no. how how are you yourself? Are you healthy? Yeah, 
I'm all right. Um, yeah, uh, had a <laughs> last month. I was due to go over to. Uh, yeah, I went over to Cyprus with the parents, and then. Oh, nice. Yep, uh, and then I think you know three days in, um, my parents tested positive, and I went well, box. That ruins the rest of the holiday. Damn. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately they are fine, and uh, but and I tested negative, so I went you know after some uh, after a polite suggestion made by the parents saying do you want a scarper I went okay I will get myself to an airport tomorrow and scarper so I did <laughs> but yes. just mean just means I've got an excuse to go back to Cyprus now. <laughs> <laughs> True, true. Um, is there is anything there any else? Not really, I'll just say... Like tell us? No, uh, just, uh, you know, um, I, w I, I enjoyed your uh, latest Rares Digest this evening. <laughs> llamas, exploding llamas. It's all around yes. the bloody all studio, all those bits of llama. <laughs> it makes a mess. Well, it's just like, uh, you know, for the sheep from worms. It's the, uh -huh, uh -huh. oh! <laughs> but yeah, other than that, no, it'll be for the mug from me. For the mug, my friend. Jim. Letho. Who, me? Yeah. Yes. No, yes. Letho Breaker. Yeah. <laughs> how, how is Macclesfield's finest? I uh, don't know, I haven't seen him in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Oh, not so bad, not so and what, bad. And what have you been up to of late? Uh, shooting people that get in the way of silly things like combat zones on the ground. Very good. Are you, <laughs> are you quite proficient at that now? Um, I can just about win a high more often than not on my own. Like four times out of five sort of thing. So good enough, good enough. I'm going to ask, I'm going to have to ask Flossie if that's good or not. Um, she's, she's oh, I'm, I'm nowhere near Flossie's standard. No, no, she, she's way ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's because you don't have the killer instinct in Jim. <laughs> I <know>. good. <laughs> Lost, that, that's right. Blood yeah. lost up. So are you doing mostly on foot these days? or? Uh, yeah, I'm still really enjoying the on foot stuff. I haven't got my ship out for anything other than transfers to other on-foot locations in months. Mm. Mm. Wow. And we'll really need to fight it because there's no ground combat and I'll have to get the ship out for that. But until then... Well, it's... Is it... Uh, Avex Bruce Prospect, isn't it? I don't think there are any... Uh, there are. Isn't Avex. I yes, could be wrong, of course. What do I know about these things? Oh, well, you could always yeah, I could always do. Join in there. I hope to get some stick time or mouse time this weekend anyway, so uh, with a bit of luck I'll be able to go and kill some things that are in Hutton's way. Or some eggy poos if there's nothing going on Hutton-wise, because yeah, they always seem to have something to fight there. Yeah, it's it's sort of endless there, isn't it? When did it stay? Was it January? Yeah, it was January, I think. Time, wasn't it? Just after maybe the new year when. You'd think oh, by now they'd uh, oh, they'd have realised that they're just losing. <laughs> yeah, get, get the message. Especially oh, yeah. they lost their uh, lost careless of them. That must be down the back of the sofa. What? Yeah, it was. Yeah, already, yeah. <laughs> yeah it always falls off the side into there, doesn't it? Hmm. 
I, I, I was out for the weekend walking oh, yeah? with quite a few people from Mac. You have my yeah. sympathy. Uh, yes, the old AstraZeneca people. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, fun. my, my uh, office that I never actually go into these days to work from home is on their old site. Oh, wow, yeah, yep. Yeah. It was, uh, we were up in the lakes. So, oh, nice. Glorious weather. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been gorgeous recently, hasn't it? Yeah, a bit windy on top, but... Uh, mm. very yeah. If the, if, if in the Mac area, they should be used to that, though, sir. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just happy it wasn't raining. No, it didn't even threaten. It was uh, it was sort of bright, a little bit cold, and very, very windy. And welcome to the weather forecast. Turning into the shipping forecast. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the flatulence forecast. Oh, God. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's though. a good one. Oh, that was a wet one. It was a water world. Yeah. yeah. That one came out with its boots on. Oh, look at that. Only four probes done. <sighs> one thing at a time, chicks. Come on. Come on, I can multitask. I've got a glass of wine in the other hand. I'm reading the BBC News. Oh, wine. Good point. Yeah, I need to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you uh, going to Lavecom? Uh, well, we were just talking about this before the show started. I'm supposed to be going to West Britain. Um, and it, Lavecom falls right in the middle of it, so a bit of a sod to come all the way back. Ah, it's not that far. So I, I well, God, eight hours on the train. Um, yeah, it's not that far. Well, I'm not bloody driving it, so it's it's. Um, I'm undecided at the moment. I've got until May the fourth. You might even have until May the fifth or sixth of the <laughs> Telling the truth about having so many tickets. Yeah, this is true. So I'm as yet undecided. Well, mine's a 2020 rollover ticket, so um, already bought and paid for. Yeah. Did somebody say May the 4th? <laughs> it was... God, it's... May the 4th be it's... with you. It's so predictable. I know I'm the half too late, yeah. but you got there. Yeah. <laughs> Still get chills. Still get uh, chills. Oh, God. I'll Secret... <laughs> still haven't got the timing secrets of good comedy no it's it's tough to nail down that one it's really important that you get the timing spot on <laughs> <laughs> ah. so you got any well since Aidan talked about his holidays do you have any holidays coming up uh, well I'm, I'm, I'm off this week but it doesn't really count because all we've been doing is MOT and cars <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. All we've, all we've been doing is MOT in cars and seeing the in-laws and things like that, so I'm not sure it counts as a holiday. But uh, mm. I'm, I'm off gallivanting down to Oxford next week. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, but well, that's work. Anywhere in particular? Uh, Abingdon. Oh, yeah. Just outside Oxford. Funny, talking about MOT in cars, my car was born in Abingdon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Before well, I comp- was. Well, my company was gear. born in Abingdon, so I was visiting on? head office. And on that bombshell, it's back to the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's the hamster. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, other other than a, a fun three weeks in Abingdon, I get a few days off in the middle of the month. But yeah, three weeks and down therefore. You always go to the MG Museum. Uh, Ooh. Three weeks down there, I'll probably be doing an awful lot of things like that. So. Yeah. Clarkson's farms down there somewhere, isn't it? 
uh, somewhere around there, but that's that, that's one to avoid, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, but yeah, there's uh, not a huge amount going on around here, so mostly for the mug for me, I think. For the mug, 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 mug. Well, mug. Got, now that we've we've talking to the important people, there's only us left. I'm going to suggest that we go for a, a more um, short, a shortened informal. Informal, yeah. So, yeah. well, I, 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 let me. Uh, I'll, let's just go down. Go down a list. I'll, I'll, we just shake for the mug and I'm going to talk to Amelia. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's not Hi, do Amelia. what I just suggested. Let's just do it completely different way. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, can't, it can't be tradition. Oh, these with delusions well, are being you know. <laughs> How, how's your chest holding up? Uh, it's uh, a little bit off. Um, I was more or less getting over everything then, so this thing started. So it's uh, catching me a bit in breath now and again when I talk a lot. So I guess I better not talk a lot. <laughs> oh, Neil, yeah. how, how have you been? What have you been doing? It's about you, this bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, OK, um, I have. I went on holiday. Oh, um, yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, I, I went down to the southwest of England um into devon and uh, mm. went for walks on dartmoor completely detached myself from technology and <laughs> and yeah so that happened yeah very good but, um, i've done <laughs> i've done left me honeymoon <laughs> but i mean um we can't we can't go far you know not at the moment too much work no. but no, um, right. as long but, as you enjoyed the book yeah it was nice it was nice, and and there's a lot of really nice food on Dartmoor. I never realised how many pubs and and good eating places there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, had real rabbit not, pie, you know. Not a lot of eating on those little morning. horses, but you know. <laughs> we actually drove past the donkey and wild horse sanctuary that they have there. So oh, didn't nice. stop. No, I know that no. one next the glue factory. Got <laughs> <laughs> more glue factory, <laughs> but yeah, it was a nice break. Um, but yeah, so I haven't. That's why I haven't been here because um, of uh, work and and break. Yes. But yeah, other than that, it's been it's uh, been good. Yeah, good. So I'll just say for the mug, for the mug. Thank you. Wait, I know it's me next, but I'm in game, so I'm going to have to. Oh, do my... hey! Oh, come on! You're, you're in game. Splitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm being I'm being a splitter as we speak. That's what I'm doing, right? Um, so Amelia, it's me to talk to checks. Hello. Wow, I've locked it. How you doing? You've you've been away, so you've have you been on this week? On what? On elite. Have you have you seen the cotton helper? No, no, I never look at that. I never, never bother with it. Oh. <laughs> moment. It's, it's, uh, objects scanned. Six 2,714 quality. objects scanned. And Did you find your keys in the end? <laughs> 2,750. <laughs> Here's another one, 2,716. Unusual planet in the bagging area. Yes. <laughs> I found an Earth-like this afternoon. Oh, nice. Nice. You've got a few of them now, haven't you? You said uh, everyone you had what? How many? Uh, could just coming up on 300. No, I meant, wow. I meant in this mission. But you oh, know what, uh, about 30 odds? 30, hang on, let me look at the sheet. 
Thirty-four. Ooh, a sheep. Thirty-four. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he's got a sheep. Got a spreadsheet. For <laughs> he's a real explorer, huh? Yeah, I'm a <laughs> spreadsheet for everything. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I went to the lakes um, a month ago. Yes. Went to see a, a chap on his farm. Well, I went to see his farm and what he was doing. Yeah. Um, I went to see my mum for a week. Oh, so you went to see your mum as well then? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, it'd be rude not to go and all that. Yeah, definitely. Back to house virtually. <laughs> um, then we went to West Britain for three, four weeks. Oh, that's nice. I've seen the view you got. You sent me a picture of the view you got for your window. It's not always that nice. It's sometimes raining and foggy. And oh no, how terrible for you! There were some some really weird days where the sort of sea fog came rolling in, and one end of the beach was in bright sunshine, and the other end of the beach was like it's you know like. <laughs> Film the fog, you know. The old, the old is that, is that the one like that turned everybody inside out or something? Uh, no, they're, they're like these ghost pirates or something. Oh, out the yeah. Fog and murder everybody. It wasn't mm. like the book at all. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like that. And as you walked up the beach, as, as one of these sort of big wispy clouds blew past you, it got really cold. So it was a bit sort of weird. Anyway, yeah, sounds but it was it was sunny for the most part, but West Britain, you know, a bit wet, a bit wet. Yeah. I suppose then, you're on the Atlantic coast, you see. Well, almost. It's the Bristol Channel. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, Irish Sea. Um, and then I was in the lakes at the weekend as well. <sighs> Went up there on the train and then got a bus. Wow. <laughs> when was the last time you'd been in a bus before that? Pass. Can't yeah. Remember. Can't remember. Sometime. Did but they still was... have conductors when you were on... <laughs> still had horses when I was on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was good. Let's say it was uh, windy though. Yeah, yeah, it would be. No, I'm still uh, thirtling around the. Well, I was a bit further out than the other side of the. Can't remember the name of the nebula. Is it the Monkey Skull Nebula or something? Monkey Head. Monkey Head. Yeah, a bit further out than that now. Okay. Um, just fire up the. Uh, Gal map. Uh, I'm guessing 8,000 light years out of the bubble now. That's not far from you. No, I know. I've taken a very. Well, I. Don't forget, my, my average jump distance is only 37 light years. Mm. Average. Because um, I want to scan everything. Yeah. I don't scan everything, but I do use the check method, uh, checks method, and look for. Mm-hmm. Hmm. For terraformables, yeah, um, wherever I can find them. Hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to look at the gal map again. I'm hundred, well, hundred ninety-seven light years above the plane. So that one fifty to two hundred, you don't see any tags at all. Yeah, oh, that's good. So it's it's all it's all pristine. So pristine new yes. stuff. Like my very own galaxy. Hmm. <laughs> How lovely. Yes. So yes. So there we go. Is that you then? You gonna gonna tell well, us more, or did you get done? Well, I was gonna. I, I, yeah, tell I, us more. If you got I, more, I tell us more. I brought a project back from Wales to London. I've um, I brought. There's no way to talk about your mother. Uh, I no, she's in, she's up north. Um, up north, yeah. I brought a telescope back that I want to get working again. So I've got my little project in. Oh, that's so good. I want to be able to hook it up to my. Uh, computer and 
rather than sit out, stand outside in the freezing cold, is just poke a cable out the window and uh, control yeah. it from my PC and then see the images on screen and then image stack and stuff like that. So that's a little project I've got going. Absolutely. How, how to get 20-year-old technology to work with 20-minute-old <laughs> technology. It's going to be fun. Right. Yeah, mm. seems like it. Yeah, and then we can all oogle at James Webb pictures. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to James Webb pictures as well. I'm excited for it now. Mm. Anyway, uh, we need to let Harry talk to himself. So, for the yeah. mug. For the mug. What have you been doing, Harry? Well, I haven't been doing anything in game, but I did go and see Sandy Toxvig earlier this week. <laughs> what? That's about me. Talk to me. Well, you were just talking. Nobody Why did you? You had the opportunity. You said you're not talking. You're talking to Amelia. Well, she's changed yeah, the mind. I talked to Amelia, but you had the opportunity. You had the opportunity. You had the opportunity. Nobody's talked to me. Okay, she's calm changed. down. Calm down. <laughs> Nearly what you've done. You're gonna kill her. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, we've warned you about your killing. Okay. Bye bye. Go on, then go on, tell us, tell us, tell us. Tell you what? <laughs> Who did what? you kill this week, Flossie? <laughs> and how many how yeah. many of them? I'm not telling you now. Amelia, why don't you ask Flossie the same question you asked Aiden? Hey. They call her a red mist. How yeah. is because your RPG? Because if she looks at you, that's what you become. Sorry, mm-hmm. how is your RPG, Flossie? <laughs> She's not asking about your role-playing game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good because I don't play role-playing games. Yeah. How's your rocket launcher? <laughs> oh, rocket launcher. Oh, she yeah. plays with them. Yeah, I play with them, yeah. Yeah, we've heard. <laughs> Have you obliterated anyone this week? No. 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 I've, done, I've, done, I've done loads of uh, com- low-level combat zones, though, to try and get the engineer. And uh, it didn't. It just didn't. Kept not happening. I kept doing yeah. more and more and more. And I thought, oh, sure, I've done at least ten. Yeah. And uh, anyway, in the end, I I emailed support, and uh, first of all, I said, oh yes, well. If you look in the codex, it's a it's a viewing problem, and it shows you twice as many you've actually done. I thought, yes, even if you look at call it twice as many, it's I've still done more than ten. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I said, oh, I'll try doing a few more. Great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I got back to them again, uh, and and sent them a screenshot this time, and this time a different person replied. I said. Mm. Oh yes, yes, there is a problem where we, you know, a known problem. Uh, I've, I've uh, done the engineer for you. Of, you know. it sounds like a known by some, but not by others problem. <laughs> yes, even even support don't seem to tell you the same things. <laughs> so uh, he kindly uh, did my engineer thing for me, nice. opened it for me. So. That's what another one out of the way. <laughs> and uh, what are you trying to engineer, Flossie? Whatever I can, really. Oh, it's just, <laughs> not, not it's, just a, it's just a case of working my way down the list on the um, yeah. materials helper, mm. and he was the next one on the list. Mm. And I think you have to do them in a certain order, anyway, don't you? So. Yeah. Yeah. 
because one leads to another, to another, to another. So one body leads to another, to another. That's how it starts. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then before you know it, you're sitting in a crown of skulls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You can't help it. No. No. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying to collect all the materials. I, I put a um, buy order on a load of stuff on my carrier last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought last night I'd go and see if I've actually uh, managed to get anything. And I couldn't believe the amount of stuff I had. <laughs> I don't know who's been coming on my carrier, but plummet neck. It was there, there must have been hundreds of things. Wow. So it uh, well, were, they bar- were they bargains, really Helen? Were they, were they bargains? Hmm? Did you get them in a sale? Is that it? Oh no, I've had this for ages. Yes, that's how it goes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Robbed no, it off a body is what she did. Mm-hmm. Well people had people had um, sold them to me. Mm. So they got them off the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite, I was quite pleasantly surprised, and uh, updated all my. I've been doing spreadsheets as well. Updated ah, my spreadsheets. So it's, it's all coming out now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, discovered I, I can get um, what do you call a, a magazine thing from one of my guns. So what, like guns and ammo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, 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 ammo for the guns. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> got a very different centrefold. <laughs> nope, the same centrefold. A couple of other things I'm not far off getting, um, like a bigger backpack and uh, night vision, which I'm hoping oh, to get soon. Cool. Yeah, you definitely want a bit of night vision. Yeah, although it was only the last one does that, isn't it? So I'll have to wait a while for that. This is all new to me. This is still I I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, um, this uh, thing that David was on about last week, the Odyssey Materials Helper. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's got everything on it. And uh, <clears throat> I'm just looking at now, the magazine size has actually gone green. And when Ooh. I look at the details, everything, I've got everything I need. So. Yay! And a few other things I say are, are getting close. Yeah. <clears throat> So, finally getting somewhere. Yeah, cool. Oh, uh, anyway, that's about it for me. I think I'm almost losing my voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say, Father Mark. Father Mark. <laughs> Father Mark. <coughs> Mark. So, <coughs> Harry, how are you? Fine, thank you. Keeping keeping well, keeping away from people doing those coughing things. Uh but oh, when, God, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday night, went out to see Sandy Toxvig. She was very, very funny, very good, very thoughtful, um, thought-provoking. Sandy, Sandy Toxvig. Uh, Who's that? A, a, a small Danish comedian. She is the host of ah. QI. Um, and a, oh, I know that and, one, yeah. And the big proponent for, for women's rights. She's, um, yeah, very... She's mm. the news quiz. Yes. Oh, yes. She did used to host the news mm. quiz, actually. Mm. Yeah. And number 73. When you said you were going out to see a small Danish, I thought you were talking about pastries again. No, like, no, oh. you see, I made I made quest on this week. I made quest on this this week. Um, and they are far too damn tasty um, because there's um, 
Well, but I think sixteen of studio. No, sixteen of them had two hundred and fifty grams of butter in. So. <clears throat> I was going to oh. say, are these the ones that you put like a slab of butter in each? Yes, there, there's a slab of butter in the pastry, and it took three days to make it. But it's it's sort of worth it, in as much as I can't bear to eat more than a quarter of one because there's just far too many calories in that. Because I don't want to lose my girlish figure. It'll be served on a crash cart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I have got the I have got a girlish figure, a big fat girl, but I have got a girlish figure. <laughs> I think you'll find that. Probably Sandrine's the only one with the skills to deal with that kind of croissant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let her know. <laughs> Other than that, uh, not much this week, so for the mug. For the mug. Oh, okay. well, we're done for that then. Shall we move back up to our, our little, no, up to the studio? Lost. Yes, move back up to the studio and I'll restore <laughs> Somebody them. needs to move me, I can't go myself. N- yeah, I'll you- do it. There's, oh. uh, there's a phrase you never want to hear, is it? I've put to the should work. I've put oh, there we go. I've put uh, that back there. Come there. You should be back having your feed again there in the green room. Everybody's back. That's it. Here we are. Well, that was fun. That was jolly yeah. good. Jolly good. Jolly yeah. good. And marvelous. Yes, and uh, another Super month, cam. another green room. Absolutely spiffing. Well, um, I think that's about Marvelous. it for us. Superb. Um, Very palatable. I, I think that was fun. Thank you to everybody. Thanks for the whole group. And thank you to our um, guests in the green room. Don't forget, if you're listening to this and you want to be in the green room next month, last Thursday of the month is green room day. So um, I think time... To move on, I think, to our final piece of yeah. business, which is uh, for the vocal Amelia to bend everyone's luggles. <laughs> for the mug! For the mug!
cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud like you don't even care. Father Bug, Father Bug. Yeah, you know just where I'm coming from. Father Bug, Father Bug. Now everybody sing the hot trucker song. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.